Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. Today's episode is actually an excerpt from the Body Peace Summit. So this summit was um, first aired back in January of 2021. I'm very proud to say it was my first to ever summit. Um, and it was a really good one. And there was so much uh, great information and great insights that happened. And today's episode is the interview that I did with Lindsay McKeeman titled The Dynamics of Body Image from a Queer Mother's Perspective. Now, Lindsay agreed to be part of the Body Peace Summit, not necessarily as a guest expert, but simply as a woman who is sharing her lived experience. Um, She opens up about her own sexuality and how the journey of exploring the queer community added an extra layer of body judgment and shame that many people never actually have had to think about. She also talks about becoming a mother and how that was a huge catalyst to creating further change that has helped her accept and love the body she's in. Lindsay also shares a beautiful mantra that she does with her daughter each evening that could be very helpful for anyone on a journey of healing their body image. I cannot wait for you to meet Lindsay. Jump on in. My name is Katie Allen, and this is Self Love Ignited. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Body Peace Summit. My name is Katie. I am your host. And today, in this session, we are talking with Lindsay McKeeman. Now, Lindsay is my sister, and she has graciously agreed to come on and share with us her experience as a queer person and really talk about the dynamics of body image from a queer person's experience. So Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Katie. Um, I'm really excited to share all of this with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to make sure that we are clear up front. I know you and I have already talked about this, but Lindsay does not claim to be an expert. This is not the field that she works in. This is simply her personal experience that we're going to talk about. That's why she's like a little bit of a bonus session for us. Um, So Lindsay, why don't you just take a moment and introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Uh, Like Katie said, my name's Lindsay. I live in Toronto in Canada. Um, I am a mom and I am a wife. I work full time, uh, live a pretty normal life, you you could say. Uh, and yeah, I have definitely dealt with my fair share of body image stuff over the years, um, both growing up as well as um, in my 20s, you know, coming to terms with being a queer woman and how that changed everything, really. Yeah, yeah. So let's start there then. Let's just start from, you know, this is the Body Peace Summit and the tagline being make 2020 the last year you hate your body. And our goal really is to, you know, obviously help people make peace with their bodies and feel really good with themselves. So tell us first, like, why did you want to be involved in this? Why is this important to you? First of all, I love that your little thing is make 2020 the last year. That's amazing. That should be everyone's goal. Really, Um, I wanted to share this because I don't think most people realize how how different it is to be in a queer relationship. How you know, I am 
I am part of this global community. I am part of my family community. I am part of a queer community. I am part of a female community, but being a queer woman kind of makes it a little more difficult to fit in to all of these normal categories all the time. And really having to be aware of that and being able to carve out who you are uh, in your life, regardless of what people say, is such a hard thing. And I just, I just wanted to share that with everyone just because I think knowledge is power and we should share our stories. Yeah, definitely. And there is so much power in understanding that you're not alone in something. You know, and that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I'm doing this summit is that so we can all come together and both hear from experts um, in different areas, but also just have this community where it's like, I'm not the only one struggling with this. I'm not, maybe I'm not the only one who hates my body. Maybe I'm not the only one who feels uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, that's one reason that I really wanted you to come in here today, because, you know, talking about this from a queer person's perspective is not something that I can speak on. Um, but I know that obviously, because you're my sister, um, I know that it is different for you. I know that your experience has been different than mine, even though there are some similarities as well. Um, so why don't you just take a moment and tell us, you know, tell us your body image story. Like even, you know, back from when you were a kid growing up and what did that feel like? And then as you sort of um, came into your teenage years, in your 20s and you were delving into sort of your your sexuality and all of that sort of thing and discovering what that meant how that transformed and how that changed so i think it's actually pretty interesting looking back on my childhood and my relationship with my body is very different from a lot of people i know in the queer community and that has very much impacted how i look back on that period of my life so um i'll just kind of tell you that I grew up in a female body, identifying as female. I have always been very comfortable being a girl. I've always loved dresses and makeup and dolls and all of that stuff. And um, it's been very easy for me to fit into that very cis female body that I have uh, in that way. I didn't always like my body. I didn't always love my body. I didn't, um, I didn't feel like I fit into stereotypical ideals, I guess you could say, growing up. Um, I definitely struggled with that and like always wore baggy clothes, always wanted to just hide in the background. I am and have always been very tall, um, which has been kind of difficult for me to blend into the background because of that. So I've always been, you know, in a picture, I'm the tall person. If I'm out with friends, you know, I'm not hiding anywhere. I'm the one that stands out. So that for someone that's like, oh my gosh, don't look at me. I don't like how I look. I don't like my hair. I don't like whatever. And always being the one that stands out was very mentally difficult for me. Um, Growing up in my later teen years and coming into my early 20s when I was realizing that I was not straight and that I was interested in women 
again, that shifted how I looked at my body. And not in that I was like, oh my God, I'm so sexy and that's amazing, which would be great. It was more like, I'm now looking for a partner who is looking for a partner like them in a way. And it was like, even more judgment is out there, even more like you have to, you have to look the part and you're trying to find someone that matches up with you. And my ideal partner is not um, a really feminine woman. So that once I realized that was kind of an interesting shift as well. Um, Lots of shifts I'm noticing in my own life. So when I, when I, got to the point where I was realizing, you know, realizing what I liked in a partner, realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm very feminine in myself and that's not necessarily always accepted in the queer community. Uh, And how, you know, the queer community at that time and things have changed and are always in flux, of course, but I very much felt like an outsider, like people had it had and have still do accuse me of faking it of like oh well you're not you're not really part of the community because you don't you don't look a certain way you don't fit in a certain way you don't like really feminine women so like are you really gay are you not what's going on and very very judgy based on how i look so not only did i grow up with these body image questions myself not really liking how i how i looked not liking that i stood out in pictures not liking that i had a bigger body now i'm in a space where i'm being told that i'm not i'm not dressing right i'm not looking the part i don't fit into this community which is the community that i'm feeling like is the only place that I'm able to fit in because of how I look because of my body. So it was just like from every angle. So that was not easy at all. That was probably the point in my life where I was the hardest on my body. I lost a significant amount of weight in a not safe way. I was very, very, very upset at how I looked even after I lost all that weight and very judgmental of everything I did. Um, since I have been with my current partner, my spouse, that has changed and it has changed because they are extremely supportive. They are always telling me how beautiful I am and that's, and that's amazing, but <laughs> The biggest change has been since I got pregnant. And Katie, I worked with you a lot when I was pregnant because as anyone who has had a child or who knows anyone who has had a child, your body changes. You have hormones raging all the time. You have this life growing inside you. And once I found out that it was a girl, I had a daughter, it was just like a whole other mental piece that I was like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want her to have to go through this. How do I get to the point where I'm like the strongest person that she can rely on all the time, a hundred percent and look up to and be like, yeah, mom doesn't look like this person. That's okay. 
because she is confident and she loves herself. And that's my goal. That has, that has been my goal for the last three years is to just be the, the most confident person I can be and show her that any body is a perfect body. Yeah. Yeah. And she is so lucky to have that model right from the beginning, you know, so that she doesn't have, she doesn't have to get to her twenties or thirties or forties before she's, before she's learning this. Right. Like if she, if she gets that message right from the beginning, of course, she's still going to be inundated with the media and with everything else that we all are. Um, Mm -hmm. But if the main message at home is one of body acceptance and one of being kind to the skin that you're in and sort of, you know, loving what you've got. um, I think that goes a long way. I think that goes a long way. I just want to step back for a second before um, when you were talking about yourself sort of as a young adult going through this transition of, you know, sort of realizing that you weren't straight and then going through the discovery of like, but what am I and who am I attracted to and how does this work? And, and you know, you said that you got to this point where, um, I mean, you realized you weren't straight, right? And you were fitting, trying to fit into this queer community, uh, which feels like the place that you are meant to be, but then you are being judged as if you don't really fit in because it's like you're not queer enough or you're not gay enough or you're not something enough but at the same time then there's the other side of the spectrum and I mean I I know luckily you don't have many of these people in your life but I know there's a lot of people out there in the world who are like you know you you choose to be gay there's still people out there who, who think that you choose your sexuality and it's like so you are basically getting from all angles you're not right you don't yep. fit in exactly exactly like that's it was- no, it was not fun. <laughs> and that's mind boggling to me. Cause I mean, as your sister, obviously I saw some of it, but not all of it. It's different when you're living it versus just seeing it from the outside. Yeah. Um, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. Um, and then you said, you know, you, you lost a lot of weight in a very short period of time in a very unhealthy way. And I remember, and you were, that was sort of a scary a scary time, I think, for everybody, not really knowing what was going on with you. Um, but when you changed your body, like when you went through that phase where you just sort of were really judgmental and you just decided you were going to, you know, lose, get rid of all this extra weight that you've been carrying that you thought was the cause of feeling so uncomfortable. Did that change how you saw yourself at all or how you related to your body at all? No, it didn't. It, it made me fit into smaller clothes. It made me physically take up less space, but emotionally and mentally, I always have always felt like I take up too much space. I felt like I will never be, I will never be petite. I will never be short. I will never be able to fit into the background. I will never be that ideal person. I'm always going to be with these bones, with this height, with with being just too much, too big, no matter what I did. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, and then you, you talked to us about since, since you gave birth, since you became a mother, how you've really done your absolute best to model confidence and model acceptance. Um, So how do you relate to your body differently now? Your postpartum body, you know, you've had a baby, you're in your thirties, how do you relate to your body differently now than, you know, say even four or five years ago? Oh my gosh. It's, well, 
very differently. Like you say a lot, Katie, um, you don't have to like your body to love your body. And that for me was such an eye opener when we were talking about that, when I was pregnant, when it was like, you know what, just because I don't like something about how I look doesn't mean I can't love the fact that my body has grown a child. Doesn't mean that I can't love the fact that I can scoop her up and I can take care of her and I can do all of these things with her and I can appreciate so much the physical abilities that I have and what that means for my life. I'm very, very fortunate to be in this body. And as much as it's not what I want, like I have some health issues that I'm working on and I'm definitely always in the process of self-improvement, but I appreciate my body. I love my body. And that is a huge step from where you used to be. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember because like you said before, we, we did some, we, we did some coaching together while you were pregnant and you were miles from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Miles. Jeez. Um, so as we sort of getting ready to wrap up, I just want to hear a little bit about how your parenting, what do you want for your daughter as she grows up? How do you, and whether, whatever, you know, whether she is identifies as queer or straight or bisexual, you know, what, regardless, as a girl growing up in today's society, yeah. what do you want for her? How do you want her to relate to her body? That is such a huge question. And that is something I think about every single day. When we talk about her body with her, We don't talk about how beautiful she is or how pretty she is, even if she's, you know, she loves nail polish and she loves to play dress up and wear makeup and all that stuff. We can say, oh, you look really pretty that you did a great job with your art or you did you did such a fantastic job thinking about all these colors and how they go together. You're and really focusing on things like your body is so strong, your body is so smart your brain is so smart Um, every night we do mantras with her every single night since she was born like she doesn't remember this but I remember it and over time I am I'm just hoping it's kind of becoming part of the background noise in her brain you are smart you are strong you are brave you are kind you are generous you are loved those are the things that I say to her every day I'm getting emotional because of this (laughs) those are the things I say to her every night because that's what I want her to think when she looks in the mirror that's it. Yeah. And that is what all of us deserve to think. And, you know, not all of us had mothers who did that from when we were little kids. I think all parents do the best they can with what they know. And as, as we improve as human beings, we're able to, you know, teach our children and, and um, help them grow and evolve and be better than, than us. And um, yeah, I, I wish that for all of us. I do. I wish that for all of us. Yeah. So as as we get ready to wrap up, Lindsay, do you have any other words of wisdom or advice or anything that you want to sort of impart to people as we wrap up? Um, I think the only thing, and I mean, I'm going to say this because this little segment was about my 
identifying as a queer woman and in relation to my body is don't don't make assumptions based on how people look and don't make assumptions of yourself based on how you choose to look you can be whoever you want you can do whatever you want you can wear whatever you want all at the same time absolutely absolutely okay beautiful thank you so much this has been so eye-opening and i love your experience both as a mother of a young daughter but also as a queer person who has dealt with body image in a way that I would say most of us cannot understand. And it has been really enlightening, even for myself as your sister, I've even learned things about you and about your experience. Um, and I really hope that this helps anybody watching who maybe identifies as queer or bisexual or who is uncertain um, sort of where they belong. I really hope that this helps um, give you a little bit of peace of mind and help you feel like you're okay in your skin. You're okay just as you are. So Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. If you would like to access more of the Body Peace Summit, check out the other interviews, the workshops, and all of the amazing freebies that our guest experts provided, jump on over and check it out. The link is in the show notes. It would mean the world if you would like and subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and jump on over to Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, and leave us a review. That helps us reach more women to help them on this journey of self-love. So much love to you. Mm -hmm.